0: Don't be fearful. Just don't live in fear. Tell some faith. Take the next step forward. There's no strength rewarding to you. I remember when I learned to work on the computer. I didn't know how to use the computer, but I knew it would make my life easier when I was doing all my costumes and my quotes. I got a program called Spooky. How? And it, it was this little ghost used to teach you how to time He used to say, let's go up into the attic. He'd take you to another level and you'd learn how to type. I learned how to use a computer by doing a kid's program, learning how to type. I realized that even if I typed the wrong keys on the computer, I wasn't going to blow out of the house. So stop being fearful.
1: So we're here with Deborah Gallagher from AskDebbieGallagher.com. Now, Deborah is a co-author with Pat Massidi in the book, Adapt and Overcome. And Debbie is all about getting outside of your comfort zone. She's all about finding that right mentor for you. She's all about becoming your best self and doing the difficult and rewarding things to smash your goals and get fulfillment and be happy and get everything you want in life. Debbie, glad to be speaking with you.
0: Great, Robert. Surely you have a lot to overcome in order to find our happy place. That I can tell you, and just when you think you found your happy place, wham! Life hits you again with another challenge, and you have to pick yourself up and um, start again or find your direction. And Isn't in- that the penalty?
1: So tell me about that. What what are you all about, and what is your current focus, and what sorts of things have you been overcoming?
0: Well, it's a long journey. I think one of the things that was my biggest goal in life was to be independent and to be able to manage my own time and to become financially free so that I wasn't beholden to anybody. But in order to get there, I had to go on a long journey of self-training and looking for mentors and reading and attending weekends and self-development courses and asking questions and looking around and not just accepting everything at face value. It's been a long journey, and it started in South Africa, and now I'm in Australia, and things have changed, and we've had to learn new challenges and had to overcome and find a new way to get through life and find financial freedom.
1: It never ends, does it? And it sounds like a lot of what is involved in your process is delayed gratification, right? It would be so easy to eat the potato chips, to put everything on the credit card, to go and party, but then we that only takes us so far. We need to do those difficult things and to dig deep about our problems and to educate ourselves and pick up new skills and just get these problems solved, tackle these challenges knowing that will just lead to more challenges, but the alternative is just Giving up and who wants to live a life like that? And so, can you tell us about what sort of challenges that you've been through? What was the starting point? And you mentioned about like financial freedom. Was that a big uh, part of it? Just like figuring out the financial situation?
0: I think it started when I was a kid. My dad bought a business and he had a very bad business partner who wasn't 100% honest with them. And so, at an elderly age, he lost his business and he had to go and get a job. And we struggled financially. and. Um, My mother never drove, so I was always viciously independent. I had to always find my own way into school, or to school, talk to extramurals. And in that way, she motivated me never to be like her. I always wanted to be independent. So I always had a job. I always always had three jobs to make sure I could buy my first car and I could buy my own tennis rangers and my own uh, store shoes. And so I think it started right as a teenager. Or even actually as a seven-year-old walking to school and not spending the best money and rather keeping the change and using it for something else. And then not being really happy, very happy at home, I left school, went to Technicon and then decided to leave and go stay with a friend. And I thought, oh, shucks, how am I going to pay the rent? I had to give up my studies and I went to study. So I studied, but went to work as an apprentice and boys in South Africa as a training manager and there the doors just opened because there was just opportunity to learn and study and find my way in life in a career. I think that's the beginning of me trying to find my independence. And sadly, I think what, lacks, what is very lacking in schools is they don't teach you financial independence. They don't give you any grounding of how to save, how to prepare for a mortgage, prepare for insurance, prepare for your old age. You learn that along the way and sometimes it's sadly you learn it too late. And I have friends that are back in South Africa and they don't have property, they don't have a pension, they don't have savings, they don't have a cold. and there's so much opportunity for them at the moment and I worry for them every single day. And it's one of my motivations to become more financially independent and more financially free, free going ahead so that maybe one day I can sponsor them and help them and assist them in their need. I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I've had to reinvent the wheel again and I know things have changed. And then so I signed up with Pat throughout this chapter in his book and I've continued to mentor with him in that now I'm learning blockchain and crypto currency and trading and the are different ways to develop your passive income besides property and to keep on learning. And at first, it's daunting. I'm like, learning Japanese, what the hell are they talking about? Bitcoin and Ethereum and networks and platforms. But now that I've been doing it for a few months, now I'm feeling quite safe in the space. And if anybody comes my way and they go, oh, what's this all about, crypto, blockchain? At least I can help them and give them some confidence to go down that road. So, yeah, it's just... It's never ending. You just keep on asking to invent yourself and you can't be complacent. You can't just sit and go quiet and just resigned you know, yourself to life. That's, this is where it's at and this is where it's going to be. It keeps on changing. And that's exciting.
1: It sounds like it. And I am enjoying, your. you're just hearing about your journey and there's a lot to be learned from even what you just mentioned there, just that there are many things that I think we can all relate to wishing we'd been taught some of this sort of financial fluency back in school and just even the basic things, right? Like about saving money and making uh, better decisions and owning property and things like that. Uh, Just it wouldn't have even taken much. Maybe just like one little class instead of some other chemistry class or some other math class or some other physical education class. One little class could have helped so much. And so a lot of what I liked hearing about your origin and growing up story is you mentioned a lot about being independent and even if you're surrounded in your life from like friends or family that maybe are not the best role models, that does not mean you have to be a copy of them. You can say, if I don't like the way that person reacts or that person's life situation, I can look at what they did and do the opposite of that so you're surroundings are, do not have to be an excuse for your situation. And then I, I heard a lot about you basically having a goal and a plan. And boy, when I was a teenager, I sure wish I, I had those sorts of things. I, I remember just thinking I need to earn money or I knew friends that had jobs. And I just thought of, okay, it's just a thing that you do just to get the number increasing. But what's great about what you said is you were like, I need, I'm saving the bus money and walking. So that way, I can save for this and buy this, and doing three jobs for that, and having a goal, having a light at the end of the tunnel, having a purpose for your money ahead of time. That way, you have the motivation even on those days when you really don't feel like doing that. And so that is wonderful. And then, so you've also mentioned a lot about how you tap into the curiosity and the learning, and that's led into you learning about cryptocurrency and blockchain. And a real motivating factor is in being. Of assistance to others that way it's not just about you because it's really easy for us all to have the low self-esteem and then that can be a, a reason to give up but if your reason why is to help others then you feel like you owe it to yourself to learn these things that way you can pass it along and so when you were looking into the all the various paths for financial freedom and you came across these things like cryptocurrency and ethereum is there a reason why you, you stuck with that, or why you pursued that, or why that stood out amongst all the other alternatives?
0: Yes, I think it's because we have, we currently have a business. We service tennis courts, we do maintenance and tennis courts. We're on the road a lot, we travel a lot, we do a lot of physical work. And my husband and I are both, we should both be retiring soon. But because we've moved to Australia quite late, our retirement funds aren't where they should be. But we chose this business because it was a lifestyle business. We could travel, meet people, we work outside. We actually have a great lifestyle. might not make us wealthy, but it might come to a stage where we can't do that physical work anymore. So I thought best i get on to something else that I can do quietly on the sideline. And I can do it at night, I can do it over the weekends, I can do it while we're on the road. All I need is a, a, a computer or a phone. And so that's why I looked at different options and I'm trying to do option trading. And I signed up for it and then the government wouldn't give me an account said I wasn't earning enough money. So I thought, oh don, how are you supposed to make more money if they won't allow you to open up a trading account? So then I got into the crypto trading. I thought, oh, okay, I'll get them. I'll find another way. And then I did to the courses that Pat recommended through Demon Jenkins and Toy Harris. And I just went through the modules and slowly I built up my confidence and I'm not scared. And if you follow the plan and you keep to a system, it's not that daunting. And if you have a question, send them an email. or support. And so it may not be an immediate fix, but in the next two, three, four years, it, it should be a nice reward for us so that we can retire more comfortably. And maybe I can sponsor that person in South Africa that needs a, a holiday, a new car, or some financial assistance.
1: Wonderful. I think that's,
0: wow. Yeah, that's why I'm doing There's a blockchain and a crypto.
1: Great. Okay. You have a goal even now. And you're mentioning something that many people I'm not sure why it's not spoken of more, if it it just doesn't sound exciting or people are afraid, but you're talking about this kind of concept of the overlap, right? Where Many times we say, I have this current job or career or income, and I can't do income stream number two because I have income stream number one from happening. And people think I have to quit the first thing to do the second thing. And a lot of what you mentioned about your earlier story and your current story, you say we have the business now, but then it the business might not work for us later on in the coming years when we're maybe not as physically active so we need to get the the new income stream uh, ramped up simultaneously and just find the discipline and find the time and that's so common right where you have the existing stable 9 to 5 job that is a paycheck but is not our passion and has no room for growth and then on the side we build the other business that way we don't have to do such a scary leap across a, a huge gap, a huge Canyon, right? We don't have to quit one to do the other. We can do both simultaneously. And then one picks up. And then also you mentioned this whole idea of there's giving up and there's pivoting, right? Like you said, I wanted to do this kind of, this kind of financial trading, but then the options trading, the kind of conventional way didn't work. And instead of just like throwing the whole idea at the window, you said in this category, in this niche or this box, I still want to do this, but I'm going to just slightly adjust what my vehicle is instead and then and also you're not going it alone you're looking towards these mentors and can you maybe speak to us about that because I know you're big on mentorship and it's really easy for someone to just do their own research or to look around and find the answer to, that they want or just ignore some information and look at others but sometimes we need that mentor or that coach to give us the hard truth or to ask that quick question that otherwise you might spend weeks finding an answer. So, I mean, tell us about mentorship and what your kind of opinion and angle about it is.
0: I think one of the best mentors for me was Robert Kiyosaki and his Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. And then there's a game that you play, which is the uh, how to escape the rat race, the cash flow quadrant. If we had been taught that in school, wow, I would have been streaks ahead because that really gave you some financial insight. Then I think during the journey, the people that I met, for example, during divorce recovery, the one lady explained to us about love tank deficit and why people react the way they do to a love tank deficit. And that could be disappointment in, in a love relationship with your parents or your siblings or your partner, and how you can swing this pendulum swing where you can go from absolute depression to absolute aggression and identifying that you may have something missing in your life can help you yeah. overcome that. And then you realize, hey, why am I behaving like this? Why is that person taking drugs? Why is that person drinking? Why is that person eating too much? Oh, they're still in love tank deficit. Find the root of the problem solve it and then move on. So yeah. the lady that did the divorce recovery, that was a great mentor from her. And then funny enough, in someone else's chaos, I think I mentioned in my book, I had a partner who was a photographer and he said he was an addict and his life was, it was chaotic. And a lot of people were very critical of me because I took him under my wing because we just had a connection. And people think that because you're surrounded by a gambler or an addict or an alcoholic that you automatically are going to be brought down. I haven't changed. Nothing in my life has changed. I've still strive to be independent and not be a burden on anybody and to be the best person I can be. And in his chaos, he actually grounded me. And I'll say that at his eulogy because he, he actually sadly passed away. And he got me back to church. I learned to have faith. No fear. I don't fear anything. I'm really, I, I'm, I just don't live in fear. And because he was a photographer, he looked at nature around him. And that was his tranquility. And I suddenly realized, hey, it's quite nice to be at home. I've got a pretty garden. I look at the birds. I could see. I appreciate my plants. I appreciate nature around me. So in his chaos, he actually grounded me. And going forward, I think other mentors have just been along the way. You just listen to a podcast or you pick up a book or you go no more to last weekend where I learned how to stand in authority and how to process that little mind talk. And somewhere it's talking in your ear and you've got to say, is that real? Is it false or is it maybe? And then you've got to look at it and say, it's a lot of rubbish, it, Or we've got to say, no, actually there's something here, I better process this and see what's really going on. And I think that weekend where we learned how to stand in authority to process life shocks to verify truth and lies, it's stood me in good stead so that when things come along, I don't just accept it. I question it, and I know propaganda when I see it. <laughs> and I know you, you just become more discerning. And I think, yeah, just those little mentors along the way have helped me just have no, f- no fear, just have strength and just carry on.
1: I love it. And you mentioning about how you've had those mentors that are helping you and you yourself are at this very moment being a mentor to people that are coming across and finding you on, on the podcasting or from the YouTube. And so it seems like what I'm getting from your answers here is how important the sorting is. How when you have the, when you need help and you're stuck, then you move to gratitude and you say, I will be, I'll focus on nature or when the the bad thoughts or the voices in your head are coming through. As you said, you say, do I completely discard it? Or is that really valid? Or is there a hidden meaning? Or should that spring me into action? And it seems like it, that makes things more manageable, right? Because if you take everything at face value and respond to everything emotionally, then it's just, it's overwhelming. And that's why many of us are just always, Feel, feel like we're like pushed around and the the wind's blowing and we're we just we have no control. But then if you use your emotion and your logic as these tools that are always maybe at battle, but then you can break up your problems and say here's where here's where they all get categorized, then maybe that's more manageable. And then you're also reminding me of this kind of concept of many times when you ask a mentor, it seems least seems like for me like most things I ask a mentor, they say, oh, that doesn't matter. That the issue that you're so stressed about that you say, because of this one issue, I, you, I can't proceed. Many times they're just like, here, it's it's solved instantly. Here's the the quick solution. And many times we build up our pro- problems to be so huge. And we just ask that one person and they just say that, that huge problem is not the huge problem that you think it is.
0: Yeah. And one thing I've also realized that Rich, you can't help somebody unless they want help. So another book that was really helpful to me, another form of mentorship was How to Escape your Comfort Zone. So we're all in a comfort zone, but in comfort zones, we are necessarily comfortable. And until you actually realize and identify your comfort zone that may not be comfortable, you can't step out of it. And sometimes I'm very keen to advise people, why don't you try this symbol? What have you thought of that? But they're not ready to listen because they haven't identified that they have an issue or they have a problem that they need to work on. So one thing I've learned a lot in the last year or two is you can't offer advice until somebody actually is ready to tackle it themselves. They have to identify that they have a problem. And then they can come to you and say, what do you think about this? And you can offer advice. But overcoming your situation, i like not taking no. My sister said I used to drive her mad because I used to say what's going to happen now? Why are they doing that? What's he saying? He should take me to the movies and I'm talking the whole way through the movie and she said he used to drive her mad and it's because I wanted to know. I was cu- curious but when we were in Kalgoorlie my husband was told by his company that we would never get permanent residence in Australia and I said why? Why can't you? And they said no, you're too old. So I will thought well this is not really an answer we want to hear because we can't go back to South Africa. There's no opportunity there. He's been hijacked twice. He's got PTSD. It's just not a good place. We need to find a way to stay or find another place. I went to the local member of parliament and I said to his secretary we can't go back. How are we going to stay? There must be a way. She said refugee status is not an option. But try this lady. Go and see her and we did and she was an angel. And she worked on our case and because she'd had the right experience, she knew how to help us stay and we had to take chances. And the fact that we didn't give up and we found another way to do it. And I persisted, I wouldn't give up. We're still in Australia and we've got our citizenship now. Just don't say no, just don't give up, just find another angle. And if it was so bad and we couldn't stay, I was looking at Ecuador of all places and learning Spanish. Because they would have it. So there's always an alternative. just another adventure. Just look at it from a different perspective. Don't give up. Don't say no.
1: I love it. Look at it as an adventure, as an opportunity, as there are more options and choices ahead of you than you think. And to be persistent and don't give up and ask yourself, how badly do you want it? Because things are, are very rarely handed to you. And if you want that change, then you'll find a way to make it happen. But then the opposite is true as well, right? If you, if someone gives you advice and you don't want the advice or you're really, your heart's not in it, then it'll it'll just sail right over your head and you won't take the advice, you won't digest it. And it it works both ways, right? Giving advice and receiving advice. And so you're mentioning this self-awareness idea and re-examining the things that you tell yourself. And you've also mentioned that things have have changed for you in the the last few years. There's this uh, moving situation. Is there anything as far as like your self beliefs or your mental state, like an example such as that, that you feel like mentioning of just something that's like really changed on the inside for you lately?
0: Yeah, I think I'm more at peace. You can't change the whole world in one day. Your situation's not dire. There's always a way to survive. There's always a way to make a plan. Don't be fearful, just have faith. Just have faith in yourself, have faith in your partner. Just have faith in your environment. Just keep positive and just keep on moving forward. Don't give out. It's never as bleak as it seems in that moment. Yeah, and just enjoy it. My sister, she says to me, oh, I'm 70 years old. And I said, don't panic. You're on the other half, side of your last, but just enjoy it now. Just enjoy it. Don't waste time. Wonderful. You know, people, yeah, just enjoy it. And, and we enjoy our beauty around us. We, we're so grateful to be here. We love our environment. We love our home. We wish we could have old friends that were close by it, but it's not to be. So we have to make new friends. So we walk along Beach beachfront, we walk along through a Town Green, and we talk to everybody. We talk to strangers every day. And we make friends and we we, we connect because we don't have family and friends around us. So we make everybody else our family. And hopefully we can bring some joy to their day and, and give them some information about what's going on and give them some support and maybe some direction. And, yeah, just enjoy that. Make a plan.
1: You practice what you preach, all about getting outside of your comfort zone and doing those small, uncomfortable things like speaking to strangers and deve- developing these habits. That way you can reap the long-term rewarding benefits of having friends, of being curious, of being naturally positive instead of naturally negative. You're mentioning about being fearless, about having your faith, about looking at the upside. And then also there's just that thought of, Having fun, right? You mentioned earlier about the cash flow quadrant, escaping the rat race game. About how important it is to have fun, and it seems like it's about reconnecting with your childhood. Like all the of thing, these things that you mentioned, we've all heard them, right? And many of us heard them when we were two feet tall, but then maybe we didn't listen to them. We were, we weren't ready, and we let the teenage years and the adult years just push mess us up, and then later on we realize, oh yeah, all of those nice things that we were supposed to do and all those like positive words of encouragement that maybe we disregarded, maybe it is time for us to rediscover those. And so if someone out there is watching or listening to our podcast and they've taken in a lot of your great advice, do you think, is there a way to distill it into a number one tip? Do you think, is there like a number one issue that is just not being discussed enough, or something that people really need to hear, or just like what comes to your mind as far as what would be the most helpful thing for if someone's lost, beaten down, what would really help for someone to hear today?
0: I think don't be fearful. Just don't live in fear. Just have some faith. Just take the next step forward. There's no strength, there's no rewarding fear. I remember when I learned to work on the computer, I didn't know how to use the computer, but I knew it would make my life easier when I was doing all my costumes and my quotes. So I got a program called Spooky. How, And it, it was this little ghost used to teach you how to time. And he used to say, let's go up into the attic. And then he'd take you to another level and you'd learn how to time. And I learned to- how to use the computer by doing the kid's program, learning how to time. And I realized that even if I tapped the wrong keys on the computer, I wasn't going to blow out of the house. So don't stop being fearful. Just go out to your dreams and know what you want to do and just have a plan and just step back to enjoy life and stop having fear. Just have a bit of shame.
1: Awesome and amazing. Don't let the fear win because that is not productive. That taking fear will take you to a path to a place where you don't want to be. And so it doesn't make any sense. And you can choose to be happy. You can choose to avoid the fear. And you can choose to make these positive decisions and just take the first step or take the next step. You don't have to figure it all out at once or do it all at once. You can just take what that next simple step is. Learn that computer program. Take that, the kid's tutorial. Sign up for that class. Look into what new job opportunity or what new country you can move to. Just figure out whatever that next step is. And Since we're mentioning about moving forward and taking next steps, if someone out there in podcast land was really impressed by what you shared with us today, Debbie, and they connect with your story and they want to find out more about you, go to your website, find out what you do, what is the next step? What is the call to action? Where should someone go? They would go to us,
0: and set up a session with me and let's just have an open chat like you and I have had and let's see whether it's life and maybe we resonate and maybe they've had the same situations, whether it's living with an addict or living with someone with OCD or having financial problems, having the bank calling them. I never told you that story. I used to have the bank calling me every day. When, you, when are you going to square off your overdose? And one day I just stood in the kitchen and I just threw it up in the air and I said, Jesus, just take us away from me because I'm trying my best and these people won't leave me alone and they're taking away my time to make amends, to work and make money. And you know what? After that day, I never had another phone call from the bank. It just stopped there and then. Maybe that resonates with someone. Financial oppression. Maybe trying to move to another country and learn another language. Dealing with family issues. Dealing with unhappy marriage. Just reach out, let's send a call and let's see if we can work a journey and work away and I can put you in the direction of a few books or a few mentors that may help you.
1: I think that can be very helpful and a lot of what you mentioned here involves just putting a label on the problem, right? So many of us avoid our problems, They, they don't put the label on it saying financial problems or alcoholism or spousal problems just figure out what the problem is figure out the solutions alternatives resources mentors and the logical next step the very next thing to do is go to that website that's askdebbiegallagher.com that is a-s-k-d-e-b-i-e G A L A G H E R.com. Ask Debbie Gallagher.com. Arrange that phone call, have that chat, and just tell Debbie about your problem. She is a, an outside neutral voice. You won't get judged like you might be judged by your friends or family or people in your circle. Debbie is this outside voice. And they say that if you want to have the same results, and do the same actions and the same thinking, but if you're so stuck, if you're stu- spinning your wheels on the merry-go-round, whatever the analogy is, and it's time for a change, then the thing to do now is go to DebbieGallagher.com and we'll see you there, and so Debbie, as we're wrapping up our conversation here, you're, you're well-read, you're curious, you read books, you have these mentors, is there, and putting you on the spot here, is there a, a quote, or a saying or a lesson or a moral that has really helped you over the years that just jumps out at you? Anything come to mind as far as a helpful quote to cap off our conversation?
0: First thing that's jumped out of my mind is I went to see a marriage culture and I used to say to her, I feel like I'm living in a movie. I'm remembering things from 14 years back, 12 years, 10 back. And she said, Janine, it's not a movie, it's your reality. If you can remember that like it was yesterday, that has impacted on your life. That is a reality. And it's your truth. And that just popped out for me. Is yeah, we've all had things happen to us and you can't just brush it off. It's your reality. That's molded you. That shaped you. And now work with it. Overcome it. Leave it behind or take it into the future. But just realize your life is your life and it's the truth. Don't let anybody just rush you. All.
1: I love it categorize it properly. And so the next thing to do is go to com and have that conversation, deal with those issues. As you said, Debbie, either leave them behind or use them as tools or say they don't matter, whatever the logical course of action is, com. And it's been very wonderful speaking with you, Debbie, about all of these raw, vulnerable, scary, but important issues. And I really appreciate you opening up about them.
0: That's okay, Joe. i put been a lot of someone else too
1: passing it on and also
0: and Robert the truth sets you free no use hiding hiding things just get it out of there let it go it sets you free